0: The following is a special holiday episode of The Week in Doubt. The Witching Hour. Somebody had once whispered to her, was a special moment in the middle of the night when every child and every grown-up was in a deep, deep sleep and all the dark things came out from hiding and had the world all to themselves. From Roald Dolls, The Big Friendly Giant, In past Halloween specials, I've covered the history of Halloween, demonic possession, and the legend of Stingy Jack. This year, I've chosen the focus on the so-called Witching Hour. Even though it might not be directly related to All Hallows' Eve, I thought it was still a spooky enough topic to make for a good Halloween special. And I have to admit, this is an episode I've been wanting to do for some time. I remember hearing about the witching hour when I was young. And to this day, there's still times when it comes to mind, when I find myself awake at midnight, or during those so-called small hours. In folklore, the witching hour is a time of night associated with preternatural entities, such as fairies, monsters, ghosts, witches, and demons. It was thought the powers of such beings or creatures were at their strongest at this time, and that supernatural activity was at its peak. Traditionally, the witching hours thought to take place between midnight and 1 a.m., or between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m. Rather than assigning a specific hour, some viewed the time between sunset and sunrise in general as being the period in which supernatural activity increases. The period in between 3 and 4 a.m. is also known as Devil's Hour possibly because 3 a.m. was viewed by some as being a profane inversion of 3 p.m., the time at which Christ is said to have died. Similar to beliefs about the ancient Celtic New Year festival of Samhain, which helped shape our modern Halloween, it's thought that the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead weakened during the witching hour. During Samhain, it was believed that otherworldly beings and the spirits of the dead could cross into our world, and conversely, hapless mortals could become lost in the other world. During the Witching Hour, it's thought humans become more sensitive to the spirits of the dead. The term Witching Hour has been traced back to a number of literary sources. According to Britannica, the earliest use of an approximate term in literature can be found in Shakespeare's Hamlet, in which the titular character says during a soliloquy, "'Tis now the very witching time of night, when churchyard's yawn and hell itself breathes out contagion to this world. Now could I drink hot blood, and do such bitter business as the day would quake to look on.'" One of the first uses in literature of the specific term witching hour appears in the 18th century poem Nightmare by a young Englishwoman by the name of Elizabeth Carolina Keene. The poem appears in her 1762 book, *Miscellaneous Poems, and begins, "'Tis the baleful witching hour, Lo, the moon withdraws her light, Hark from yonder moldering tower Screams the ill-boding bird of night. Some years later, Irish playwright and reverend Matthew West mentioned the witching hour in his 1775 poem, Night and Ode, writing, Her trembling glories paint the watery deep, and add new luster to the silver stream, Along whose banks at midnight's witching hour, so wayward fancy dreams aerial beings pour. The term witching hour aside, the concept itself may go back in part to 1535, when the Catholic Church forbid activity between the hours of three and four in the morning due to rising concerns about witchcraft. At the time, it was common for people to have a kind of biphasic sleep schedule. People would go to bed, wake up in the middle of the night to perform certain tasks, and then go back to bed for what was known as second sleep. The concept could also partly have roots in folk or pre-Christian beliefs that certain times of day, like certain times of year or seasonal events, such as solstices or equinoxes, were associated with an increase in supernatural phenomena. Various cultures have folk practices to ward off or harness supernatural powers that are instructed to be carried out at midnight such as a variety of European folk customs involving ways by which a young unmarried woman can use divination to determine the identity of her future husband. For example, in Nordic or Scandinavian folk belief, an unmarried woman could see the face of her future spouse by peering into a well after midnight in Germany, and the following comes from a Pittsburgh University page entitled Divination Charms to Predict Future Bridegrooms and Brides. On Christmas Eve between 11 and 12 o'clock, all single girls wake up to learn whether or not they will marry in the next year. They take off all their clothes, stick their heads into the kitchen kettle, and watch the bubbling water. Also from Germany, the day before Christmas Eve, a girl can cut nine kinds of wood, then at midnight make a fire with it in the main room. Then she will take off all her clothes and throw her shifts out the door, a shift being a kind of straight unwasted dress or long loose-fitting undergarment, while saying, I'm sitting here bare naked, waiting for my beloved to come and throw my shift into me. Her beloved will come and throw the shift into her, and she will recognize his face. English folk belief has a similar custom. If on Midsummer Eve a young woman takes off the shift which she was wearing, and having washed it, turns it wrong side out, and hangs it in silence over the back of a chair near the fire, she will see about midnight her future husband, who deliberately turns the garment. The following English custom is a bit more morbid. If a young unmarried woman stands at midnight on Midsummer Eve, in the porch of the parish church, she will see passing by in procession everyone who will die in the parish during the year. And in Ireland, long ago the young people used to peel an apple before a looking glass at midnight on Halloween, and they would see their future wife or husband looking over their shoulder. Lady Jane Wilde, a 19th century Irish folklorist and poet, claimed that there were various Irish love charms and warding rituals that involved imbibing tonics at midnight or visiting graveyards or churches at said time. And I'd be remiss if while on the subject, I neglected to mention a similar divination game connected to the Salem witch trials. It involves what the Puritans who strongly denounced magic referred to as a Venus glass. An egg suspended in a glass or bowl of water used to try to divine one's future spouse or one's future spouse's profession. The following is an account from the Reverend John Hale. I fear some young persons, through a vain curiosity, to know their future condition, have tampered with the Devil's tools, so far that hereby one door was opened to Satan, to play those pranks. Anno 1692, I knew one of the afflicted persons who, as I was credibly informed, did try with an egg in a glass to find her future husband's calling, till there came up a coffin, that is a specter in likeness of a coffin, and she was afterward followed with diabolical molestation to her death. And so died a single person, a just warning to others, to take heed of handling the devil's weapons, lest they get a wound thereby. Another I was called to pray with, being under sore fits and vexations of Satan. And upon examination I found she had tried the same charm, and after her confession of it, and manifestation of repentance for it, and our prayers to God for her, she was speedily released from those bonds of Satan. This iniquity, though I take it not to be the capital crime condemned in Exodus 22, because such persons act ignorantly, not considering they thereby go to the devil, yet borders very much upon it. Some have speculated that there may be one or more physiological reasons why we might associate certain times of night with the supernatural or paranormal activity, such as the possible role of our sleep cycle or circadian rhythm, and parasomnias or sleep disturbances that take place during REM sleep, such as night terrors, sleepwalking, and sleep paralysis. Some have noted the chemical or hormone melatonin, which can supposedly increase REM sleep activity and thusly be associated with vivid dreams or nightmares in some, seems to peak in between 2 and 4 a.m., There's also a number of health conditions such as lung ailments or the symptoms of flu and cold that become exacerbated late at night, especially while sleeping, supposedly due to a drop in cortisol. These late-night health struggles could also have been seen as the work of a malevolent supernatural force or forces. In modern times, the term witching hour has come to be used colloquially to refer to relatively banal, personally less interesting phenomena, such as the dreaded period where infants or small children become fussy before bedtime, or the last hour of stock trading. Well, that concludes this brief documentary episode on The Witching Hour. I hope you enjoyed it, and have a happy and spooky Halloween.